what's up, Geekscape? It's welcome to our brand new Geekscape, and we are back in the Zena TV studios, which I think were formerly the Z Hollywood studios, which was formerly the T Radio V studios. You know what? The spinning like little uh, carousel that we're on, I think we're going to figure it out. I'm going to talk to Michael, who runs the whole thing, and we're going to be right here, I think, at Zena TV. It's his new thing. And uh, this is Geekscape. It's good to be back. I just told Kenny, Craig, my co-host, who's yeah. right here. How's it going? Who I missed. I just told him uh, uh, the last like five, six weeks, I've been in LA one of those weeks. And you guys got, I think, one or two podcasts. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, there will be more because I'm back in LA. I'm lying to you right now because I leave Thursday. Yeah, you're gone for, again. <laughs> but but you guys are like, still guys, gonna, I'm back for good. It's cool. Gonna it's gonna I'm your Tuesday Geekscape. You're still going to get your live Geekscape next week. But this weekend, I got to tell everybody on the nor- on the East Coast, if you're in New York City, in New Jersey, Connecticut, wherever, if you're close to Manhattan, this Friday, we are having a New York City Pokemon Go meetup sponsored by Geekscape and Turnstile. Turnstile is the shopping mall that's in Columbus Circle Station. When you come out of the subway, you see all those shops. That's Turnstile, and all those shops are going to be offering discounts, Pokemon-themed items, Pokemon-themed uh, prizes. We got giveaways. Our own Matt Kelly is going to be DJing the event, so it's going to be Geekscape-themed. And you know what? I'm just going to be dropping lures on Pokemon Go left and right. We're going to get you guys leveled up. We're going to have those, you know, save your lucky eggs, save your save your essence, save, save You are all sounding that shit. more and more like El Chucho right, I'm right now. I'm sounding more like a 14-year-old boy. But, that, that, yes. That's true. Um, but Geekscape is for sure. Like, if you're in New York City, uh, Big Yanks is going to be there. Eric Francisco is going to be there. A ton of Geekscapers are going to be there. I want to see you guys there. And we're just going to have a lot of fun. Pokemon Go is obviously like a huge thing right now and i think it's i think it's gonna be huge and it's here to stay so uh come play with us at five o'clock this friday the fifth at turnstile columbus circle station new york city you're not gonna regret it and you know what fuck it afterwards we'll go see suicide squad or something what? So, you know like we'll just do it we'll, it's we'll on you that's so nice yes. of you jonathan i don't give a damn Holy let's do shit. it let's do it you get a pokemon and you get a pokemon and you get a pokemon <laughs> no, no, and you get a pokemon no, fuck it no, we're no, gonna no. go you change, earth on the pokemon you just changed the subject unless you just said team, you get a pokemon unless, i was talking about everyone unless, getting a ticket of a suicide squad if, if your team mystic or your team uh extinct instinct like Never mind, deals off. Wow. Team Valor all the way for life. Uh, so, so just want to see you guys on Friday, okay? So uh, that's coming up on on the fifth this Friday at five p.m. Awesome. Turnstile. The other thing is Comic Con. I didn't have a post Comic Con episode. I just got to tell you, this is the Comic Con that I thought was the best Comic Con. Really? But it's also the Comic Con where I did the least. I didn't do any of the outside uh, installations. I didn't go to any panels except the one that I was on. Nobody went to that one either. And <laughs> and, uh, and it was it was fun, but I basically just stayed at the booth the whole time and it was the one where people for the most part were just coming up and being like oh Geekscape I've heard of you or they'd seen one of our films or they've seen one of our videos and they yeah. wanted to talk to me about maybe directing something for them so as a professional I thought it was like the best Comic Con of all time Awesome. and it was amazing for Geekscape and it was really a turning point did I actually experience anything of Comic Con not really um, I saw a few friends I spent a lot of time with friends I love those people hashtag I love you. Uh, thank you for an amazing SDCC. Um, hashtag, you know who you are. What and are you it. doing on the other side of the table? <laughs> I don't know, Kenny. <laughs> I'm still nuts. I'm still in, I think I'm, yeah, I left San Diego and within hours. And I was, all of a sudden I was you're in, like a hashtag, hashtag Pokemon Go, hours, 14-year-old boy. Let's Austin, go. And then I spent the week in Austin and I'm here. So I'm scrambled eggs, but I'll be better next week. No, give me two weeks. Um, and Kenny, you're well? Yes, yeah, I'm good. I, okay. I, shit, I've had a long six weeks too, but I'm very, I'm very, very happy to be back. Right here at Zena TV. Yep. In Geekscape. Um, we'll talk about what you're playing, but really like the big thing here on Geekscape is we like to invite our friends here to talk movies, video games, comic books, and TV. And we have some really good friends. 
one friend of which I think we've known each other for like 10 years, Chris. Like, I honestly, like when you and I were talking on the email and then later on Grinder, like it was obvious we had like a connection, dude. Yeah, definitely on the Grinder side. <laughs> That's weird. It's usually yeah. the opposite way around. It's usually Grinder first and then you're like, you know what, let's take this more. Wait dude. a minute. I, we I, know yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah you're like, yeah. wait, I've seen your penis. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Chris. Um, we have all sorts of mutual friends dude, that we just crazy. found out, right? They're all the awesome. punk bands, right? The guys in Punchline, the guys in, uh, and we just got to keep naming it like Bowling for Soup. Mm-hmm. Your oh, band that... Army of Freshmen, I was your band Army of Freshmen. I was actually a fan of. Get out of here! And I saw you and, guys and like, I like how you have that in the past tense. Like, yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, I was a fan of that band, so I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. But like, now like, I moved on to Pokemon Go. Se- second, yeah. to last, second to last album. We got to tell you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys are still rocking like Army of Freshmen. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've out. been on hiatus. You've been doing the film that we're, that we're going to talk about, but yeah. you know, we're going to do some stuff next year for our anniversary. But as you well know, being a, a music video director and a very good one, things got really ugly there in the late 2000s. So my, my career trajectory kind of went off in a different direction, a sadness and poverty, for lack of a better word. It was word. bad. Yeah. It was Geekscapist. Remember when I was flown to London that one time to do a music video? Yeah, that's in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they found people in England to make music videos. In yeah. I think anybody in the music industry from that time period has that mutual sadness that you can just identify like, somebody. Oh, shit, this is the rest of my life. I'm going to be fucking Marco Siega. And it's like, I just remember Marco Siega on the set of a video I was paying for him. Uh-huh. It was Weezer's Island in the Sun, summer 2001. And I told Marcus Siega, I was like, I want to make music videos for the rest of my life. Like, what do you do? And now Marcus Siega is like into television. He's one of the producers on Vampire Diaries, etc. I, I love his career. He did the What's My Age Again video for Oh, nice. Right? And I said, dude, what do you do? And he goes, just keep doing shorts. Just have fun. I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I did not know that the fucking train track was only like four more yeah. years. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing exactly what I got to. Oh my God, there's a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Now you got to shake it all up. But you guys shook it up because now, like, Army Fresh and you, you know, obviously the music industry is going to do what it does, only download podcasts. Uh, and then you looked at yourself and you're like, fuck, man, I want to I make a movie. Like, yeah. Tell me about the bet. Like, talk about how this thing came about and how Alex got involved and Jeremiah got involved. Of course. Um, no problem. Basically, myself and Aaron, who's a guitar player Army freshman, as we talked about that time period when all hell was breaking loose, we found ourselves not on the road much. We were a middle-class band. So all the bigger bands started slowing down their touring. So the opening acts like us were just, we're back to the garage, you know? Suppressing. Remember Dynamite Boy? Yeah, yeah I remember Dynamite like Boy well. Friends. Get out of here. Sean Neal. Get out of here. They, they did a them. cover of They Might Be Giants, Welcome to the Jungle Gym, mm-hmm. which was incredible. Very yeah. hard to find. But <laughs> yep. Super geeky on yeah, here. We are. Yeah, Guys, yeah. we're going inside baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Get your glove ready. Right. Um, so, so we had some time on our hands, and we said, you know, we had this idea for a film. And him and I said, let's just write a screenplay. Let's just go for it. We got in touch with Rez Riazzi, who produced one of our music videos. And uh, he kind of guided us along the process of how to write a screenplay. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We just went for it. We liked dirty jokes and raunchy movies. And we just kind of went and wrote. And took a while and uh, got to the point where we kind of thought the script was something that was realistic. We had no intentions of making a movie. That's important. Really, part you were of the just story. like, I'm just going to write the script. Write the we're script. just going to do it. Hey, we live in Southern California. Let's be uh, another group of dudes that have a screenplay and wait tables. And I have Let's a movie it. idea. Hey, guys. Um, but Reza was the you guy. You guys have the mic on in there? Who I was you, I actually. Think I think your God mic might be on. I'm sorry. It was the engineering booth. I uh, could hear you guys and I was like, I'm going, I am crazy. Yeah, but, but they, they, were, they, they were clearly loving so the story. I love you guys. I love you guys. So we had this idea for the film and Reza was the one who said, dude, let's try and make this movie. Let's right. just try and raise a couple bucks. Let's see what happens. We had no intentions of it being what it ended up being. 
Um, and that was basically the genesis to do it. We started to raise some money. We shot the entire thing in Ventura where we lived. We pulled every favor in the book. And Reza was kind enough to have some connections in the comedy world and the acting world. Look at these two so, guys right here. With these two cats right here. So we were able to kind of get a, a cast that was kind of above anything Aaron and I could find. You guys were going to act in it yourselves? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, okay, But you did act in it yourself. Yeah, I did. I wasn't dude. going to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I got a little, uh, you know, Ed Wood on You're the like, situation. I had no intent. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Yeah. And then. Uh, so Alex Jeremiah, like what, what part of? I mean, you were co-produced. You produced the movie, then uh, co-wrote uh, it. Uh, co-produced, co-wrote, um, uh-huh. and uh, Alex is the star. He plays the lead character, Denton Baker, and Jeremiah is his best friend in the film, Wiggins. And like, what's the plot line? Like, what is what is the crux of your character? Like, what is the, what is it? You can uh, take the plot, Alex. You know. uh, I, every time, I, I think it's about a guy uh, who hasn't like come into his own yet. He's kind of like a half-baked person. And then he kind of, is, is the, the mic, mic being oh, a little yeah, the, mic, the mic's a little. Do you want do you want to do you want to share oh, Chris's oh, mic real yeah, quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's play with that. All right, so it's about a guy named Denton Baker comes in and he uh, he hasn't really matured in life and he's got a group of friends behind him who are trying to push him and make him a better man. Why'd you guys come on Geeks here for this? I'm kidding. Yeah, oh god, <laughs> yeah. I can leave. I can <laughs> leave. <laughs> no, of all the podcasts about you know not becoming a man and not, <laughs> not growing up. Oh, I didn't right. becomes a man and said he's trying. Yeah, right. he's trying. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, and then Pokemon Go trying. stops him. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pokemon Go <laughs> yeah, has him hit by tra- in traffic. That's like two days from now on me. Um, so so what is like so he makes this bet? I'm mm-hmm. guessing mm-hmm. just from the title. He's kind of forced into the bet. Okay, he's forced into the bet, and the bet is isn't that like an ultimatum or a threat? If it's like you're forced into a bet. If it's your girlfriend or fiance, it's an ultimatum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, blackmail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blackmail. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what it is. So if she's pregnant, it's blackmail. <laughs> so, so the bet. What is the story here? Like, like what's, what's the, the actual bet? bet? Yeah, what, what do you? Uh, actually... He has to sleep with thirteen. Twelve. Twelve. He's got to hook up with thirteen-ish people and go all the way. And how do you know, how do you well, prove that? Yeah, there's there's uh you but have the, evidence, but so, that's in the movie. That is in the. So not only explain that, yeah. So not only do you have to have sex with these women, but you, or men, yeah. but you have you have to actually have evidence of it, and that's right. when you be, start becoming like an insensitive. You start Awful, to have a little bit of character monster, character yeah. questions. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of he goes a little bit off the. Uh, he gets a little carried away, and he loses some sight of some stuff that's important to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's about he has to win his. Dad's condom, condom company back. <laughs> wait, his dad has a condom, like, condom wait, company? His dad has a condom Carry company. Yeah, yeah. Or he's the originator. He's the proprietor right. of a condom so company. So that must be ultra humiliating for this character to be like, oh, yeah, my dad is like one of the kings of sex and I can't get laid. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, oh, yeah. No one's ever put that together. That's actually yeah. an interesting point, John. Huh. Did you ever have filmmakers as your hosts on podcasts? <laughs> I mean, I just I think that's sound, dude. I think that's a really good plot point. And then Jeremiah, like, you're the best friend who's just like egging him on, or you could the kind of best friend who's like Teen Wolf style, and it's like, hey, I think you're losing sense of like the side of like what's important. Uh, well, it could at, be both. you know, could it, it is it is both because at, at first you know I'm egging him on, but then you know I have my my character arc is strong in this in this film, <laughs> where at the end you know I'm giving him the pep talk where. It's like, dude, like, I don't you need to you realize, right, you need to realize who you really are and seize the day. The and I give this monologue Empire. at the end that's very heartwarming, so look out for that, guys. And this movie is available, <laughs> like, right now on VOD, and, like, what, what are the different platforms that it's on? It's like, on iTunes. iTunes Amazon, yeah. iTunes, Vudu, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, all the on-demands. Yeah. Okay, so you guys can watch it right now. It's called The Bet, but you guys aren't the only people in the movie. Chuck D is in the movie. Oh yeah, we got some great cameos in the movie. Jerry Bednar, we got Roddy Piper, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, I love DDP. Jake the Snake Roberts. How was he? 
because Jake the Snake, like I always think of him as like an X Factor, you know, because he he's gone through, he's had his demons. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, I don't know who's showing up. Well, that's a great point. Um, we initially we had uh, Roddy Piper and we had Diamond Dallas Page as our two dads. We were stoked, all was well. Forty eight hours before the movie, we get screwed by Vince McMahon, like many do. Um, he called Roddy to the WWE because he needed him to do some uh, promotional stuff for WrestleMania 25. Mm-hmm. So we're right. this we're this small movie. We're not in forty eight hours before he's 40, supposed to show up and set eight hours, one hundred percent. So we're 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 lost. The whole bit is that these two wrestling dads, you know. So um, we do the hustle. Luckily, Diamond Dallas Page did not betray us. He was actually cool and helped us try and yeah. find someone else. He brought up Jake. Now you have to understand when he brought Jake up. This is pre-resurrection Jake. Oh, sure. so we're not. We heard he was clean. We heard everything was well, but we don't know that for a fact. Right. I'm thinking beyond the mat, Jake. Like he's going to show yeah. up at the airport missing <laughs> shoes and whatnot. So um, we had no other option that we had to have another someone's name for the wrestler. Someone's got to be in front of the camera. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, someone's got to be there. Got to be there, and we wanted a wrestler. Right. And uh, we just rolled the dice, and he was amazing. He was a consummate professional. He was awesome. He was clean. He was happy. He was fun, and 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 he saved the day for us. How many and, days uh, did he work? One or two? Uh, he did three days. Three days. And you guys awesome. got him consistently, like, he was badass all three days. The whole time. He was incredible. Yeah. I don't think he had actually read the script, though. That may have been the only problem, because okay. it was like, oh, yeah, uh, what are well, my lines? Jeremiah like, didn't either. Like, <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> we, the, the monologue he was just talking about, he's like, oh, yeah, it's an excellent monologue, and I'm glad I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the spot. I learned a lot about casting stand-up comedians in movies. Like, you the mother... script is more just of a sort of starting point. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> you know Guideline, what? Hey, no rule. You know what? We'll find it. We'll find it, bro. We'll just, you know, you know the character. You know, just trust your instincts. What are the beats, man? What's, a, what's our out? We'll just get to that out point, all right? <laughs> we'll figure it out, dude. Just tell me what I got to hit, bro. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how'd you how'd you find Alex and Jeremiah? Like, what was that? Was there an actual casting process, or were you guys homies like before the the? Yeah, the, well, um, Alex and I. Are I said actually, homies, and it derailed me. Yeah, fuck says homies. Alex and I actually uh, in a, a piece of movie trivia that no one would care about is we're actually both extras in like a C movie that was made about how many years ago, Alex? Seven or eight years ago. So we met as extras, and it was like my first time being in a movie, and I was so excited. But no one talked to me, and everyone was just trying to like <laughs> upstage themselves. And the only person that came up to me and really introduced himself was Alex. So he had a sweet spot in my heart after all these years. So I just imagine I like Chris. Yeah. Chris has like his bindle on his back and he's like, I'm moving to Hollywood, yeah. which is like the next, like, yeah, it's yeah. the next county over. And he's like, I'm going to make it big in the pictures. And he yeah. shows up and he's like all excited, annoying the shit out of everybody. And all of a sudden, Alex Yanks was like, hey, listen, kid, you're going to burn out fast if you ride this line. <laughs> like, exactly. You yeah. better stick yeah. with me. It's hey, tall. Let me take you under my wing, kid. Yeah, he all was right. he was so kind to you me. You don't want to end up like the Corys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Reza, the producer, brought him in early and said, hey, I think you could work for this. And he just knocked it out of the park. He came in. He's literally, um, everybody's kind of play the role real serious because it was like the lead character. Sure. Like, everything happens to straight me. Man. Straight yeah. man. I'm good looking and whatnot. Alex comes in, clearly attractive gentleman. Um, and what was important was he was funny. He like right. found humor in the role, and he did a bit. Um, and the reason he really got the role was there was a line about, "Hey, I'm a faking a cage fighter, and my finishing move is a headbutt to the nuts." And he's trying to <laughs> impress a chick. Everybody was coming in, and they were doing a headbutt to the nuts. They were pulling their head back, boom, hitting the nuts. Right. Alex, in his in his uh, audition, yes, yeah. in his he own reached genius. out oh, and he grabbed each testicle, and then he brought the testicle up for a boom. And then a boom. Right. And I just thought that's that's a that's a consummate professional. That's there. what we need. I don't go film. to the balls. The balls go to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. also that thing that like when he's on when you're on set and you see something like that, you realize that he probably learned that through method. 
Yeah. And that he'll probably have he probably has a wellspring of stuff to draw on when it comes to <laughs> headbutting nuts. I went through three different acting teachers just to learn that move. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. Yeah, do you have to find the right one with the, just the right set? Yeah. No, like, the glimmer uh, in the eye. You yeah. Know? yeah. I know what I'm looking for. Awesome. Listen, our relationship is based on trust. Just go with it. Um, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We're gonna hit. Uh, we're gonna have a spot break here on Zena TV, and then we're gonna come right back, and we're gonna talk more about the bet. And maybe a little bit of Star Trek Beyond, and um, what else you guys got going on? You guys can find the bet right now on all the on-demand platforms, and of course on PlayStation, Xbox, whatever you got. All right, we'll be right back. We're back on Geekscape here with the boys from the bet. It's a brand new movie. It sounds awesome, dude. And I think it's hilarious that you showed up and did not know my brother was a professional wrestler himself. Yes. Dude, I think we have a connection that goes beyond space-time. Beyond the mat. Yeah. And maybe beyond the mat. No. You know? Um, <laughs> dude, Chris, that's crazy. How were we not friends 10 years ago? I don't know. We probably could have helped each other back then. <laughs> totally, dude. Now we're screwed. <laughs> you know, we could have helped each other, like, not be successful. I'm surprised, <laughs> we, didn't meet like... in, I'm surprised we didn't meet in this, like, some self-help group for people that, you know, listen to Real Big Fish. <laughs> it was know? like pop punk, and we're yeah. like, hey, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You remember Ann Beretta? Yeah, they're a great band. Do <laughs> you remember those guys? I unfor- yeah, not Dude, unfortunately. I was listening to them like the other night. I was like, I want something a little bit harder. I don't want to go good riddance. I don't want to go swing and utter. Ann so what, what's, the, what's the most underrated or lost band from that time period? It's, all, it's, gotta, it's always going to be MTX. It's always going to be the Mr. T experience. Really? They're the band. In, they're, they're my favorite band of all time because they got me through high school. I was like, right. no girl pays attention to me. And all of a sudden, this guy has a song called Even Hitler Had a Girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, like, this is the most important band of yeah. all time. And, oh, my God, they're touring Europe with Green Day. And then wow. Mike Dirnt had his, like, relapse. He had some issues, and they canceled the rest of the tour. And Frank is like, we don't know if that tour would have put us over yeah. or completely bankrupted us to oblivion. A lot of strange stories like that. You, you know, know, like one tour, whole careers rode on. I think Hot Rod Circuit is one of the most oh, underrated sure. bands from that period. Uh huh. I mean, nobody wrote about relationships like like Andy did in that band. And then like you know? Snuff was like one of those bands that like I guess like only the Less and Jake guys really appreciated. I'm like, wait, everybody you know, I love I them. love River City High. Remember? They were awesome. Yeah, of course. great live show. Remember Split Habit from Chicago? I don't. That was a band right on the cusp. Uh, actually, uh, your boy from Less Than Jake got involved with Roger? them very briefly. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, almost did something with them. It'd be but. fun. Um, and, of course, we have a, a soft place in our heart for one of my favorite bands that introduced us is Punchline. Punchline, yeah. Who I did two videos I'm never going to be happy with for them. And 37 uh, Everywhere is a masterpiece. 37 Everywhere yeah. is absolutely a masterpiece. Yeah. And I think everything they do is, is pretty good. So look those guys up if you guys are musically inclined and mm. looking for recommendations that might just bring you back to the age of 17. <laughs> I, mean, mm. I mean, literally every time I put it on, people are like, have you changed your musical taste since college? I'm like, nope. Nope. That's same with me. There's still 90s why punk I, rock why like, would I this do day. That, that, that in the 50s. I mean, Chris Rock, says, Chris Rock says that the music you listen to when you lose your virginity is the music you're going to listen to for the rest of your life. Wait, yeah. so, so, wait, so like that's, I, that's what he says. So I will be listening to like Seal the, like, like <laughs> yes. when I lost my virginity for kiss, the rest of my life? Kiss from a Rose is yeah. you're fucked. <laughs> so it's the song yeah. when you lost your virginity that one song not the song but just the, t- the type of music <laughs> is what you're stuck listening to for the rest of your life because that was your moment yeah and i and i was like no that's not true and then i started listening to all this shit that is coming out now that is like you know sampled and you know uh. has audio auto-tune and stuff like that i remember doing a, a hell goodbye video and hearing auto-tune for the first time and being like wait this is acceptable like this yeah. is wait how but this is like a style and then the style literally became all of music mm. and I was like oh everyone's doing this 
this is oh this is just music now well that was fun yeah <laughs> hello i'm the old guy now <laughs> okay yeah. cool i'll never go to shows anymore um, but I think there's a, it's coming back a little bit. I'm excited to see what you guys do cool. when you guys come back. Thanks, man. Um, not to say that I'm not excited for this actual chapter in your creative careers with this movie, The Bet. Uh, you have another movie coming up. Like even like, you guys just went from this movie right into the other one. Like how long well, were you guys shooting this movie? Let's let's keep talking about this. One, we guys. shot it like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Post production took a long time. We really weren't prepared for how much how much so time goes much into that. Money. How much money goes into right. that. You know, we had such a very, very small budget. We spent it all on the, the, the 13 yeah. days that we shot the movie. 13 days? We shot the entire movie in 13 days. We pulled every favor in the book. We pulled every trick in the book. It was really like everybody kind of got crap. together like a team. And Jeremiah was like carrying was C-stands it. and shit like that. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah is like, he's like, he like does the slate and then gets in front of it. He's like, all right. He's his go. own dolly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling it on a string just under frame. Yeah. Here we go. And when, rest. Did he we pull for Entire thing. One of my favorite Jeremiah moments was he shot like in like four locations on the very last day and he hadn't eaten all day and he's just tearing pizza four up. Four different locations that you said? Yeah, in one day. Yeah. yeah. He's tearing pizza up. Food finally came. He's eating it. Somebody comes out and says, hey, Jeremiah, the director needs you. There's like 15 minutes left of shooting on this whole film. And Jeremiah with a mouthful of pizza turns to the assistant and says, tell him to go to hell. <laughs> and he was kidding, but he wasn't. You know? I literally did not remember that at all. Because you were fucking delirious. So <laughs> but I mean, it seems like. So. I mean, looking back, it was fun, but I'm sure at the time it was like we're fucking digging trenches and we're just fighting. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what was the toughest part, Alex, on on your behalf? Like, did you feel like you had to carry this thing, or was the ensemble nature of the movie uh, kind of yeah. like your own thing? I didn't even. I never thought about like, oh, this you're like, shit, I did I a movie. Yeah, I was like, this is. Uh, he no, he I, looked yeah. at his cast around him and he's like, oh man, this is gonna be rough. I gotta <laughs> carry this film. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He, he had to carry the camera more than the actual yeah. film. Get on my shoulders, guys. Who casted these other guys around me? <laughs> I thought it was just about me. Uh, these No, everybody else was... I didn't have to worry about that at all. I had everybody else doing really hard work. Mm-hmm. It was like the Seinfeld. I didn't have to do much. I had to stand there and be like, what? Are you serious? Come on, guys. Are we really... And then everybody else did the funny shit. So. But you'd been like... You'd done like TV and... Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, You'd yeah. done like... What were some of the TV spots that you'd done? Uh, I was on Community and uh-huh. there's a show called Truth Be Told and... Uh, well, you know. What uh, about movie stuff? Any movie stuff? Uh, I did. I, I just shot uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too. Actually, I heard you, you played the raccoon's brother. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? I am. Like Groot loses an arm and turns yeah. into you. <laughs> I'm Splinty Groot. I'm kind of so, Groot. <laughs> so, uh, so like, what did you do on Guardians? If you can talk about it, uh, I play this character named Zylak. He's a uh, he's a bad guy. Can't really talk about it. Yeah, There's but so, so you, but like we yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. There's makeup. Are we gonna yeah, be able yeah. to recognize oh, yeah, yeah. you? Yeah, I'll be I'll be in makeup, but you'll be able to recognize me. Oh, that's okay. awesome! All right, yeah. we'll be looking for you. Yeah, I I'm do... looking for all the Marvel fans to be like pouring through old issues and be like, "Where is he?" Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Is like I'm a huge I'm a huge comic fan, and I'm like, I don't know who these guys are. I know they look like, right. but they're not. If you look it up, it's Sovereign Pilots. That's who right. we are. Uh, but I don't know who Sovereign Pilots are, even in Inhumans. I don't know if you guys read. Of course, the Inhumans. Okay, so like I don't, I don't know much about. Welcome to Geekscape, brother. Yeah, you're welcome. You're in good hands. Um, that, that, bu- that, bu- that bullshit we just did with Priya to listen pop punk with him. Yeah. We're about to do it with comics with you. Saddle yes. up. Oh, we'll get to you, Jeremiah. Every, everybody listening to Geekscape right now has got a huge throbbing bone. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. You're like, finally, we're done with finally. pop punk. So, and, oh. and, and, and now I'm hearing that like the Inhumans. They're not even going to wait for the movie now, but they're basically like, fuck it, the Inhumans, let's just put them on the TV, on S.H.I.E.L.D. You know what I mean? Like I they mean, did with Ghost Rider. They're not that interesting. 
Inhumans are not. I'm I mean, totally you have Karnak, you. and you have you know, I mean, you have Black Bolt and Medusa, but I don't know. You didn't anything. even name the best one. Who? Lockjaw. Oh, Lockjaw. Yeah, <laughs> of course. How are they going to do Lockjaw on Shield? Though? Yeah, but how are they going to do? I mean, they did the Talking Raccoon. How are they going to do Ghost Rider on Shield? They're doing oh, the I Robbie Ray. That. They're doing the, the Ghost Rider. The two brothers. The Johnny Blaze or the? No, Robbie Ray, the, the one who drives the car. Oh wow. Like the Fast and the Furious Ghost Rider, wow. the, one, Seven, the most yeah. recent one. Oh, but, okay. But, but, I mean, all these characters are open for interpretation, as you know, from, like, Yondu is nothing like he was in Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, and, mo- and most of the original Guardians of the Galaxy aren't even in the movie. Right, right, right. You know, like, mm-hmm. Yondu is one of the only survivors from that yeah. first Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. group, and he had massive reinterpretations, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so, we'll see what, how you're interpreted, brother. Well, I saw. I, I know I know what I look like. I just, I'm, I'm interested to see how it fits into everything. I'm, there's, uh, Elizabeth Debicki plays mm-hmm. my boss, essentially. Okay. Well, don't say too much. I don't, that's I want it. you to get, that's like, I, that's actually like, the most like there's some that. residual that can come down the line if you I don't know. fuck with this, yeah, right? Hopefully. Okay, let's, let's, let's not mess around. around. No, let's say some more. <laughs> yeah. James Gunn has a coke cabinet. So, in Jeremiah, like, with, like, seeing Alex, who has all this ability, did, were you in, were you were you intimidated by the level? Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> it was kind of like uh, doing a comedy with Robert De Niro. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I, yeah, it was like the first day of set. Like he's like, don't look at me, yeah. you know, don't talk to me Only unless we're on screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Only on call screen, me. But yeah, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a... Uh, this guy right here that's sitting next to you, Kenny, you may want to touch him for luck because uh, he did this uh, this sketch. I don't know if it was on the actual Comedy Central roast mm-hmm. battle, but it was the one that Judd Apatow said that's the funniest bit I've ever seen. <laughs> is that true? That's, that's true. What did you do? What uh, is so let me set up the context real Please quick. Right. Well, this Be- is the first time he's talked about this on in this is true. in the media format. This, this is, is true. This, 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 this just this happened. Exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Geekscape. Yeah. Geekscape. Exclusive. Get a picture for us. Yeah. So, we're recording that and putting that up whenever we get any exclusive in the future. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no you problem. can add that to your IMDb. I'll, I'll email you some more bumpers. It'll be okay, a lot of fun. Uh, so we filmed four episodes of Jeff Ross Presents Roast Battle. Just uh, We did that in Montreal, um, and they did uh, the live finale on Sunday where it aired live everywhere. And this is part of the, com- like the Montreal Comedy, Comedy Festival? Uh, this is part of Just for Laughs, yeah. yeah. So Roast Battle, the show, real quick, let me give you a description. It's kind of like 8 Mile, but with comedy. Oh, it's shit. It's two comedians going head-to-head, verbally insulting each other, and then there's a panel of judges who decide basically who's going to move on in this tournament bracket kind of format. And Judd was one of the judges. And Judd was one of the judges. And were you the Mackay Pfeiffer character or were you Eminem? The, uh, this is, Bob? it's something completely different. Okay, I'll, just, I'll, I'm I'll, just trying to put it in the context of... Uh, no, no, like, like it's literally <laughs> this, this, like what it's we like do in the show is like not even, this is where it goes outside of 8 Mile and okay. where it's like you lose that analogy completely. Okay, okay, okay. so the analogy is so, basically that it's just a battle. <laughs> we got it. Right, right. Okay. So the two comedians on stage are battling. I'm this, I'm part of this thing called The Wave. It's, it's me, Jamar Neighbors, and Willie Hunter. It's like and, your Warriors gang. Yeah. Okay, and basically, but. whenever a joke hits really hard, we go up there and we do something crazy. We do like a little vignette. We do a non sequitur. We explode on stage. And that's it like your, be, oh, snap. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, okay. yeah. it's like, yeah. That's heightening, you got whatever. Served. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, like, it right oh, there. you know, so that kind really of thing. It's really a lot like you're the Kirsten Dunst character. There you go. Okay. And bring it on. Okay. Just to try and keep the audience with me. I mean, sure. It. Hey, Pey- nice. Peyton Reed, director of Ant Man. Just to tie it <laughs> back into Geek's Game. So right. continue, sir. So whenever a joke hits or whenever it does poorly, we react big oh. to, to, to. We're basically the voice of the audience. Okay. Got it. So the final joke of the live finale. The joke hit really hard, 
And I went on stage and I pulled down the front of my pants and I, with an electric razor, I shaved my pubic hair <laughs> on stage. Get the fuck out of here. And my pubes fell no. to the ground. Can you get the door? Get, the, get this fucker. The, he's an animal. Get my, out of here. No, no, no. My, he's staying right next to me. My, <laughs> I know he's cleanly shaved. I'm getting closer now. My, Come on. So... One of the other guys, they have a little dustpan and, and broom. They sweep it up, they throw it in the air, and then we start throwing the pubes around in the air on the screen. And uh, and the then best confetti known to it man. Was, it was yeah, human confetti. Yeah. yeah. And uh, everybody in the audience, of course, is like going crazy and like, what and- is happening? What's going on? And then Judd. Uh, basically said that uh, that bit um, made him love comedy again. No. <laughs> After funny people, I was looking for something. I'm kidding. I think the first half of funny people is solid. He said, you think that every joke has been done in the book, yeah. and then you see something like that. Yeah. Like Everyone they, in the audience probably loved it, except for the ones in the front row, who, yeah. are, who are getting the you worst fucking, Gallagher show Gallagher of all time. Right. One of the That's competitors hilarious. who ended up winning, Mike Lawrence, he grabbed the pubes and he and he rubbed them on his beard. <laughs> You're I mean, the show never, is insane. Dude, Montreal the show is insane. Is fuck. I got a story. My brother will not let me tell it, but it involved Carlito okay. Colon from the WWE. And mm-hmm. do you remember Rene? Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Rene Dupree when he was wrestling for the WWE. Yeah. He's yeah. got a story. And when I introduce you to Paul, just go up to him. Any this goes for all you geekscapists. If you see my brother Paul. Go up to him and say, I need to hear the Montreal Rene Dupree story. So he'll tell everyone individually. but Sure. I mean, <laughs> I can tell it, but it's not my story. Oh, got and it, got it's it, not got that it. funny. Paul tells it. And it's, and but he's like a rare Pokemon. You have to go out and you find it. Right, right, right. Just right. speaking of Look Pokemon, this guys, weekend, this New York Friday, City. <laughs> we'll be in New York City at Turnstile, Columbus Circle Station, 5 p.m. Come out and punch Matt Kelly in the face. Um, don't punch. Don't, do not punch Matt Kelly in the face. Do he, it. He is, he's he is DJing the event, and in the and if he goes down, I will not be able to DJ in his stead. Uh, but there'll be a lot of giveaways. I can do that. Uh, Geekscapers, we're going to take another spot break. We'll be right back to talk to the boys from the bet. So hang tight. All right, Geekscapers, we're back. You may have heard the word jits. You may have heard the word jits. We we had a lively conversation while you guys were watching the 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 break, Um, but we're back. And if any if it's any evidence what Jeremiah just said, I can't even look him in the eye right now. But if it's any evidence what he just said, the this movie the bet is going to be hilarious. And like it's been out what two days, three days? Oh, it's been out yeah about three days I think by the time we're recording this. And honestly, uh, I know everybody that makes a movie says this, but it's getting a great response because it really is. We're we're getting a lot of great feedback. People think it's really funny the thing that i'm getting from everybody is dude it looks better than i thought and then dude it's funnier than i thought which for an (laughs) indie comedy are you insulted by any of that not at all (laughs) not at all like what do you think i was gonna do i mean we i mean i just think a lot of people thought like you know whenever you hear indie comedy you instantly like oh this is gonna be a pile of garbage yeah just those just those words associated together and i think it's a lot better than a lot of people think it's a lot better than a pile of garbage did you see coffee town the one that was put no. out by like Funny or Die or so it was either Funny or Die or it's one of these websites and they put out a movie called Coffee Town and it was about basically a Starbucks and it has like Steve Little in it so I'm like oh I like Steve Little I love, yeah, I love Steve Little because I love uh, Eastbound and Down Eastbound and Down so they mailed it to me and I was like I'll give it a shot and it's got uh, a few you know different uh, Adrian Pilecki is in it from uh, Agents of Shield and I was like I'll give this thing a shot and I watched it. Well written, well directed, performances are awesome, and 
now I kind of was like, I'll give indie comedies a chance. But you're right. For the most part, you're sitting there watching like uh, beginning improv and it's painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that uh, what we're super stoked about is just uh, how how uh, people are really reacting to it. They think it's really funny, um, and uh, the word spreading. And we got what's cool about it not being a theatrical movie is you don't have to make it happen in one week or you're screwed. Right. This is something we can slow build over the next two months. And you know I, what we're talking about, right, Alex? Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So people, week, are, baby. people are finding it really funny. A lot of people are talking about it, starting to get a good buzz, and it, it's kind of started with the wrestling community because they're. Coming to it because they know Jake and DDP and Roddy's last film appearance ever. It's mm. getting a lot of attention because that. But what's cool now is people are seeing it, and instead of being like, well, it's not a wrestling movie, they're saying, whoa, this is actually a really funny movie, and it's introducing a lot of people to actors like Alex and Jeremiah, and we're super stoked. Hey, I'm, the pube guy. Yeah, I yes. like him. <laughs> I don't even know if I can talk about this, but I think it's an interesting subject I was going to tell these guys. We just found out yesterday a problematic thing, but positive at the same time. Um, our movie... Uh, is on Pirate Bay. No big deal. What yeah. movie isn't, right? right? But yesterday, it just, you ready for this? Yeah. This is messed up. It hit number 25 on the entire Pirate Bay. And what you have to understand is the every movie in the top 100 on Pirate Bay, like you studio. know. Yeah, it's yeah. Independence movie. Day. It's the boss. It's all that stuff. We're on there. So the movie actually is turning into this weird underground sort of, but Obviously, that's Pirate Bay, so right. no one's buying no our one's movie. For it. But I don't—is that a good thing? Like, um, should I be stoked? Because yes, and you're welcome. It. I have Fios. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but some people told me that that is almost—that's like as. I don't know. I, I, it's, I'm, it's blowing my I mind. But did you hear about that yet, Jeremiah? Hey, man. Any any press is good press, and especially like on 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 sites like that or Reddit or anything like that. I mean. Of course, you're hoping, we're all hoping that they purchase it on VOD and stuff, but if people are seeing it and they're spreading it, it's it's it, it's good. Not that I'm endorsing, like, go to Pirate Bay over video on demand, but, like, at least people are seeing it. Like, the similar thing with, like, the stuff with the roast battle that's going on. We're getting a lot of hate on Twitter and Reddit for, like, uh, our antics and stuff. Oh, uh, okay, well. But, like, but the people who love it, love it, and the people that hate it, hate it. So they it's like all the, watched it. And they, they, and they watch it, they, yeah. Like, every single one of them watched yeah. it. Yeah, so, like... I I think it's good anytime people are, are like trading stuff around and talking about it and spreading the word. So and the and and the real fans will will tell people like to buy it. So, yeah. 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 And for every person who torrent like who torrents movies and stuff, they have friends and parents and grandmothers who have no idea how to do that shit. And then so they're like, oh, we're watching it, but wait, go see this movie. How do how do I get it? Yeah, exactly. Grandma, just just I just got my tunes. And you guys like, have another like another movie going. Uh, what what is it? Wedding or not? What is uh, this? Aaron and I uh, wrote another script while we were waiting for post production to be done. Same wheelhouse. Waiting for those favors. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. Dude, please. Yeah, we're not reinventing the wheel. It's a raunchy, yeah. silly comedy. But uh, we wrote the entire thing. We sort of wrote it with the majority of the cast that we already used in mind. Hopefully they don't get too big and can still do it by the time we get around. You know, so you guys but haven't made this movie. Yet. We have not made it. We're looking to make it next year. And actually, Alex is too big for it now. Like, like you guys are in negotiation right now. Is there any, like we can? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. Will he's you got be that, in it? That, <laughs> you know, in front of no. Geekscape and God, and yeah. please be in the next. You're, you're, you're in that Guardians. Like, you know, you got to get that Guardians too. But it was right? cool because as we were writing it, we were able to write for a couple people that we know, like Jeremiah, like Alex, and it makes it so much fun when you write something and you're actually saying you can see that person doing yeah. it. Do you guys you need know? a sociopath in a wheelchair? Yeah, Jonathan can uh, role play very well. <laughs> so yeah, we're looking to make that next year. Hopefully, if the buzz keeps going on this one, people like the kind of raunchy brand of comedy. Hopefully, they'll be excited to see another movie from the same people. Well, yeah. I mean, you, I, 
I gotta say, I have like a soft spot in my heart for those movies because we all, didn't we all grow up like on Porky's and yes. we were all like, oh yeah, that's like our first time seeing boobs. I mean, if you're listening to Geekscape, you're probably like me and your first time seeing boobs with Frank Frazetta art, but <laughs> but uh, but Porky's and all those movies that we stayed up late to watch, yeah. USA Up All Night, like those are those are the movies that we're now wanting back and the they first, don't really make them anymore. Yeah, the first pair of boobs I saw was Weird Science. Remember when that chick's playing the piano? And everything's getting sucked out of the yeah. house, and then her bra gets sucked off, and I was like, "Oh, oh. that's what those look like." <laughs> I can't yeah. wait till DVRs are invented. <laughs> Just bide your time. The first, uh, the first pair of boobs I saw was on set of the bet. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you'd shown a ton of people pubes, but yeah. <laughs> the first pair of pubes I saw boobs. Well, uh, I, mean, sorry, uh, I, was, I was watching this live Montreal festival, and this dude just yanks them. Do you know what? You know what set of boobs killed me when I was a little kid? It was Revenge of the Nerds. The moon sequence. Totally. On the, mm. I think Revenge of the Nerds yeah. is a stone cold masterpiece right. on every <laughs> level, but the the boobs in that were were quality. Adrian Barbeau was like from Swamp Thing yeah. and fucking oh. Escape from New York was like that was like the one where I was like they they might they shape them like that like wait what is going on here and then you see Adrian Barbeau at like Comic Con. And I'm like, I, I, can't. I can't. I can't talk to you. I can't. I can't even look you in the eye because of what has gone through my mind. I'm so sorry. She's, I feel like I should just go up to her and apologize. She's kind of aged like Elvira. She hasn't really aged that. She's kind of gone through the last four decades pretty much looking the and, same. And the thing is about uh, Elvira is we're big supporters uh, and we're partners with the Kamikaze Expo that Elvira awesome. and Stan Lee are part of. Yeah. And so, maybe you know, if we, if we go this October and we do uh, Kamikaze, we should promote the bet. But yes, um, she is a part of it. I mean, she's one of the, the part of the partnership that runs Kamikaze. So we see her every year and yeah. we all have those thoughts where it's like, oh, hi. How are you? And like, as, <laughs> as a man facing 40, my voice is still cracking. And I'm like, oh, that was very nice to meet you. Ah. Flashback to my parents' living room and listening for every fucking sound. It's like, you know what I mean? Wind blows through the rug and you're like, what was that? Oh, shit. What was that? My parents are coming. You know? Yeah, so am I. That's what I would do when I would watch like the Belinda Carlisle video for Heaven is a Place on Earth. I'd be like, my parents are coming. I should have these feelings. Sinful, sinful. Stop it. Race, race Catholic, what you gonna do? You know, it dates me, but I saw Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, her her movie, and the 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 ultimate yeah. bomb. I saw that in the theater. Whoa. Oh shit! Yeah. I, yeah. I can only claim I saw the Jerky Boys movie in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's god, bad. that's not bad. <laughs> but it, well, but hear... were you the only one there? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you yeah. were the only one in yours yeah. as well. I was probably like <laughs> seven years old in an empty theater you know. in a trench coat still. Yeah, so totally. he showed up like this. Do you ever naughty. hear the rumor that this is gonna get really weird in music and geeky, but? <laughs> Tom Waits, uh, not for, sure if you're yeah, familiar with him. Course. It's one of my all-time favorites. Record small change. It's a Stone Cold masterpiece. There is a, these guys in the booth know the long-haired, you yeah, know, you know the artsy dudes. Um, but the stripper in the background of the cover of that record is rumored to be Elvira. Oh shit! Yeah, isn't that wild? We should ask her at Kamikaze. Be like, were you on the cover of the Tom Waits record? Yeah, she used to have red hair, and and it's a red-haired stripper, and she did stripping in L.A. around the same time. And wow. a lot of people think that it's her, but she supposedly refuses to acknowledge one oh, or another. Asking uh, her this... won't matter. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the cool thing about Tom Waits is if you guys Google that interview that he did in the '70s, and it's absolutely the basis the for Heath Ledger's oh, Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that interview? And you're like, yeah. oh, that is absolutely 100% Heath Ledger's Joker based yep. on oh. this Tom Waits. He fucked up on like Dick Cavett or something. I don't know <laughs> the way. He's talking yeah. is 100. percent Yeah, Heath Ledger's. I wonder who found that too. Heath Ledger probably found it. Was like, I'm doing this, man. Nobody it, else has seen crazy. this. I bet. No. Um, and obviously this weekend we've got Suicide Squad coming out. I'm. 
I don't know. I was really looking forward to this movie. I was into it. And then the early reviews coming out are not... They're, really? They're tempered. Really? Or close to tepid. But it's the reviews are not good. And I promised our own big yanks in New York that we would all go see the movie together. Uh, we're still doing it after the Pokemon meetup or on that Saturday. We're it's going either going to gonna ruin Suicide the day Squad. or make the day even better. Yeah, and I got to <laughs> tell you, coming out of Comic-Con, I thought that Wonder Woman trailer was awesome. But the Justice League trailer, I'm watching oh. the Justice League trailer, and it and it felt like Batman versus Superman's visual tone, mm-hmm. but because they started shooting like immediately upon the release of Batman vs Superman, and like, the hey, fe- we know how the not feedback. To make this well, the suck. feedback came out, and they yeah. were like, well, the production's already underway, but this thing needs some lightening up. Yeah. Oh, we can change the dialogue, and it just felt like Batman vs Superman with a lot of one-liners mm-hmm. like jammed yeah. into it, and it felt tonally a bit stretched. I'm gonna go with stretched. That's my nice way of saying it. Yeah. Did you? I mean, you saw it, Chris, and it, I didn't know what was happening. I mean, I thought it looked terrible. It it, it disturbed me on all levels. You know, it's just like, <laughs> really? Like that's how you're gonna fix the mess that you've started One-liners. with Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Like, uh, I I could use some friends. Uh, you know, yeah. he like catches it. Do you see it, Alex? I mean, you know that. No, actually, it's, he's I, a Marvel man. No, 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 it's Marvel not man. even that. He I'm a rent. Batman he's guy number one. Like Batman is, is my dude. But the thing is, I just I can't get behind Zack Snyder as the architect for that world. And I saw right. Man of Steel, and I was just I, I saw it multiple times, and it's like I want to love this. I want to love this. I love that. Guy. I love Superman. I love him being this beacon of hope. But he just didn't have it. Didn't have any character. Like Henry Cavill's a great actor, but they didn't give him anything to do. They didn't. Ha- he didn't have any charm or charisma that that Reeve had. Right. Um, and it, it's hard. It's hard to watch that movie when it doesn't pop. It doesn't. The colors don't pop. Nothing. It was. It was not a, hopeful. It was dour. Yeah, it was. And you have to have that as the as the centerpiece for that character. Yeah, for like how bright, especially like Superman himself the is like bright are, yeah. red, like if red, have, blue. I mean, yeah. Batman like, can be the shadows. Exactly. And he can be dour, and he can be grim. And it's if they're both that way, then there yeah. is no contrast. No, yeah. And what is the point of having them as? Like antithesis to each other. Like, like, right. there, like there is no. It's like, like one, m- Superman's gonna be a midnight blue. Yeah, like it. Great, thanks. The red will be blood red. Like, yeah. right, <laughs> but I mean, you're now in the superhero world. I mean, somewhere yeah. you might pop up in Daredevil or some shit. We don't know. We never know. This guy yeah. might show up. I mean, when I was watching Daredevil, as grim as that got, I was like, "There's a talking raccoon in this universe." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. now yeah. there's you. But is it? You know, that's the thing. Is like, is the Marvel universe on television on Netflix? Is it the same Marvel? Yes. Yeah. Are they going to bring in? Are they going to bring well, in? Well, because the, the, the only, for, the only, yeah, they have contracts yeah. where the TV actors can get basically drafted into the the movies. The, what's keeping them is the production schedule because TV right. is so aggressive, That's right? Yeah, yeah, and the movies aren't. But but Charlie Cox said, yeah, I'm I have in my contract where if they want to use me okay. for a feature cool. film, I have to show up. And I'm like, okay, Infinity Gauntlet, Good. like the Infinity War, let's do it. Or baby. Jessica Jones and, and yeah. Luke Cage and the Avengers, that would be the incredible. Defenders, yeah. yeah. Or having or the defenders, yeah, the, yeah, having the Defenders, the Avengers, like, yeah. They just yeah. need a re- really drunk woman in that yeah. movie. That would, <laughs> that would make it so great. Black Widow's like, I thought I was the the sad depressed one. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was the morally conflicted female in this Gets one. And then hit with like empty Jessica Jones. Bottle. Jessica Jones makes her feel like Snow White, man. Yeah. <laughs> She's just walking around drinking and stuff. But, but Jessica Jones is the one that's passed out. <laughs> that's also an issue, actually, because DC doesn't have have their their television characters in their movies, which no, is I those think are they not fuck connected. Everybody, that yeah. fucks, if you if you're a fan of Arrow or Flash or Supergirl for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I, 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 I like Supergirl. Do what? you really? Um, I I I see yeah. potential in Supergirl, and at times I, I really enjoyed it. 
Sorry. Yeah. Well, well, like, when, there was two when, episodes. When, it, when like Red Tornado shows up, I'm like, I can't hate yeah. this because yeah. it's fucking Red Tornado showed up and they're digging deep. Yeah, I'm yeah, down. That's, that, that's nostalgia for you, not like actual quality. No, it was fun to watch. The, the fact that you just said fun. Kenny, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the fact that I hate myself. All, All right. right. So sometimes it, those things are fun. You're right. Even, it was even probably... when I'm only punishing myself. Yeah. Do you yeah, guys like The Flash? Yeah. I love The Flash. I, I mean, love that show. You like that, right? Arrow. I made me hate Arrow. Like, Did it really? Yep. Yeah. Like uh, at first, like three seasons of Arrow, I thought were fantastic. Yeah, Once the Flash like happened. started, I was like, I don't know if the Arrow's getting really shitty or if the <laughs> yeah, Flash yeah. is just, just really so awesome. good. So you yeah. you just saw what it could be. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was like, I hate the Arrow. Like I hate, I don't even I don't even want to watch it. At the end of the day, fun. we're lucky to have any of this crap. Yeah. All right. For people who like, I have lockers that still have my face shaped into them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and you go to my high school and you're like, oh, there's a bust of Jonathan. No, we just took one of the lockers, and made it backwards. <laughs> His face was pressed into that fucking locker. It's just carbonate. Yeah, it's like Jonathan on the opposite not a side. Statue. Jonathan's face went into the locker that hard. Jonathan. And 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 <laughs> I never thought in a million years because my high school job was that comic book store and, and, and the kids would get together in the parking lot to assemble parties and, and they'd all be gathering in their cars and this is Texas right and they'd be like we're all going to go to a fucking party I'm like what are you guys doing they're like nothing <laughs> and then I'd be like okay I go back and fucking read my Gen 13 comic yeah. and be like at least nobody else is doing anything I wish I either could, yeah. I, wish I, could, I wish I could meet Jim Lee one day did it on the show, what's up? Did he really <laughs> came here? You, uh, we had Jim Lee in, at San Diego one oh, year. Awesome. Do you think but, there's an alternate universe where, where, where you cool. where you never made? Well, yeah, you you were the bully. How higher? <laughs> <right. laughs> <laughs> and you're like, welcome to Jack Talk. <laughs> I I used to throw people into lockers and and we made busts of them and I keep them in my mansion. Now yeah. I now I look at Carl. Now I look at Car, now I work at Carl's J. What do you need? <laughs> now I rap famous stars for those kids I used to beat up. <laughs> I met Chuck Liddell outside of UFC 47. Go young me. Yeah. <laughs> I saw like the funniest fucking meme that was like some like I forget it was like shirt by MMA or tap out body by McDonald's. Which uh-huh. <laughs> is like the thing. It's like I, I rarely see anybody wearing that shit who looks like they actually subscribe to that. Right. Shit. Right. I, yeah. I know uh, one of the guys that founded Tap Out, right? Really? And, and the most surreal thing was, you know how every idiot on yeah, Earth has the crumb on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how everybody has Great the Tap reference. Out sticker that like blows out the whole back of their truck. It's yeah, kind of like yeah. the, yep. you know, it's like the code of like I'm an idiot. Yeah, you know? yeah it's larger than their own personality. Yeah, yeah, the gentleman who started Tap Out, one of the gentlemen has it, and I'm just like. That's the first one. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the first one. Yeah, that's ground zero of the tap out logo right there. Like, their guys would call yeah. them, it's patient zero yeah. of douchebaggery. Yeah. We know where it started. <laughs> Let's analyze this. Find I, a I would, cure. Much like many things, though, he's a wonderful guy and he's not like that. But Good it's, job, it's work. Good job. Well done. Oh, oh, hey, yeah. Come on. You went, you went hard there. You went hard. I know. At, I know. At, at night, he, he like sits there and he's like, what have I begun? Yeah. What, what is my legacy? He, he, next to him in the bedside, there's a gun and a Bible. And he's like, what have I done? I have to live Which one myself. am I going to use tonight? Yeah. It's like fucking Adam Legend. They're all at his fucking windows. What have I... The book, not the movie. Aww. Okay, Escapist. The oh, Mega Man's good, yeah, though. The, the movie is solid. It's only fucking good because he goes... 100% Anglo-Saxon, baby. <laughs> when he's doing that blood transfusion. Dude, there's great lines all over that. How about, I fucking love how about the when, he, when he's playing the mannequin in, in uh, chess and he's like, you cheating bastard. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> Chris, how did we not meet 10 years ago? Dude, we got to fucking go back in time and fix this shit. The timeline is broken. 
Um, Geekscape, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, guys, you can actually fix the timeline right now and get to know these guys and their comedic genius by downloading this movie, The Bet. It's on all the VOD, all the platforms. If you're on your PlayStation or your Xbox right now, hey, look, go visit the store. It's right there. Give it the money. I'm not going to tell you to go to Pirate Bay. I'm not going to tell you to check the top 25. I'm not going to tell you to do that because these guys deserve to get paid for what they're doing. Uh, and they, I guess they're doing it well because this movie's getting some pretty good reviews. I want all of you guys to check it out. That'd be awesome. Um, and of course, I want to see this wedding or not come out. Like, I want to see this next movie, dude. I want to. I want. You know what? I want the numbers to be good on this thing, so people are like, "Let's see what else they got." And then they they call up, and then they got you. Uh, this is Geekscape, though. I think we're gonna wrap up, right? I'm looking. At, you guys give me the head nod, okay? And uh, I just want to say it feels really good to be back. Yep. I love being here on Zena TV. I like seeing Kenny Craig. Next week we got another live Geekscape. I will give you guys the wrap up on the whole Pokemon Go event. In New York, and we are going to talk about Suicide I guess, Squad. I guess we'll talk about Suicide yeah. Squad, which hopefully won't make us want to commit Suicide Squad. You know, I'm really I want DC to knock shit out of the out of the park because I think the stuff they're doing right now with Rebirth is. I mean, I used to only buy one or two DC titles a week. Now it's half my pool list. It's really good. If you guys want to get into DC comics, now's the time. Well, I still read my Marvel. You know how I am. Yeah. Uh, I love you, Geekscapists. For real, hashtag I love you. God damn it. Don't hate me, Kenny. Don't <laughs> hate me. Uh, and we will see you guys next time on Geekscape. Check out the Bet Movie and find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of it. I'll see you guys in New York. Peace. Ooh. You know I'm saying it. You know it.